Welcome to Inside the Ballet, a podcast series presented by Nashville Ballet's Community Engagement Initiative. At Nashville Ballet, we believe in the transformative power of art. Art is and has always been a facilitator for change, bringing about awareness, dialogue, empathy, and much more. Art brings beauty into our lives and makes the world a more hopeful, positive place. In our Inside the Ballet series, Nashville Ballet artists and creative experts will discuss the inspiration behind our upcoming performances, give insight into the creative process, and help listeners gain understanding of poetic, social, and cultural themes surrounding a work. Whether you are looking to increase your ballet IQ or learn more about how a ballet is brought to the stage, join us for Inside the Ballet and be transformed. It's so good to have you back with us. It's great. I love coming to Nashville. This is like, what, uh, two about two years ago you were here? Yeah, with the lottery. With with the lottery. Um, Which was exciting. And so it was good to be back and see old friends and stuff. And in person, and, exactly. and we're going to be in, <laughs> in front days, of an audience. No Zoom, yes, in person. That's good. yes, and in what a couple of weeks we'll be in front of an audience. So yes. we are looking forward to it. And you are here setting um, everything but the kitchen sink. Right. But on paper, it's written in Italian, yeah. and it is pronounced Tutto e Cetto il Lavendino. Ah, you say it's so much yeah. better than I would have. <laughs> um, so we are excited about that. And the music is by Antonio Vivaldi. Yes, Yes, I got to hear a little bit, got to see a little bit. Um, it's energetic. Yes, and what's great about these recordings, and a lot of Vivaldi's music, you listen to it, and I'm so uh, drawn to this, drawn to him, because his music sounds contemporary sometimes. And in these arrangements of these recordings I use, is even more contemporary sounding in many ways. So I loved working with it in this that regard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to back us up a little bit because before we get into everything but the kitchen sink, I want to know about Val and <laughs> uh, where are you from? Tell us about yourself. Well, I'm from Seattle. Um, I didn't study music until I was 20. And I went to college. I was a music major, English major, speech education, all of that. And then in the theater department, uh, ran into a, a company that came through that gave master classes in the theater department. And the woman said, well, how long have you been studying ballet? And I went, never. <laughs> anyway, just because uh, I didn't know what you could have a ballet background. You could mm-hmm. have a career in ballet. And so that just sort of sparked my knowledge of but dance was through Fred Astaire and, you know, um, all of that, yes. old movies of that. So I just played hooky and went to San Francisco, auditioned for schools, got scholarships, was in the school at San Francisco Ballet for a year, and I was hired in the company immediately. So I only studied a year before. So it's it's crazy. I've been yeah. San, for, with San Francisco Ballet now for 48 years. That's what I thought, 48 years. Yeah. And still performing. Still performing. Yeah. Still full-time dancer. Yes, I love it. <laughs> still getting in front of that audience oh, on yeah. the stage, oh, yeah. Yeah. but doing big things behind the scenes as well as a choreographer. Well, it's great. I'm um, really lucky that I continually choreograph all over the world and – you know, I just developed that rapport with so many companies and it's, it's word of mouth and such like that. Cause it's not like a, San Francisco is a big town, a, a valley, but it's easier if you're from London or New York or Paris, you know, and those mm-hmm. big companies and then you're, but it was a more difficult to be known on the West coast as a choreographer. So I just really, really did as much as I could to promote myself and, and yeah. everything and in every regard. So I'm really lucky that I'm continually choreographing. And during COVID even there was, Past three years, I've not I've been working nonstop. 
So exactly. Be, so how are you? How often do you get to still perform? Well, sound quite busy often, more than you think. Um, I'm even shocked. <laughs> um, yeah, I did a lot of the Nutcracker performances. San Francisco Valley is a um, is a Drosselmeyer, and mm-hmm. this year because I just created a new Nutcracker, my fifth one for Tulsa Ballet, I wasn't able to rehearse, so I rehearsed myself in Tulsa. And it was great to go. I know I can go in and do that ballet without a rehearsal and have a great time and not be. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. When did you know you were a choreographer? It's when joined the company and I was watching even the ballets I wasn't casting. I was so enthralled with choreography and I would sit and watch a lot. And because of my theater background and uh, music and such, it was so interesting to me. And I started going, wow, the light bulb went on. I've studied music. I've studied theater. I've studied design. I've studied English. I've studied everything. And it's all, I have a different perspective than if I would have started at age eight or nine. Yes. So my choreography has a different, only by its own, I choreograph the way I only know how. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily by someone that would have been studying ballet their entire lives. Mm-hmm. So I come at it from a different angle. And I love all types of music. So mm-hmm. everything's a little bit different. So. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I love it. And when you say different, um, you know, who are some of your influencers? Well, the, the Christiansons, I mean, that's, uh, Lou Christensen who's who hired me mm-hmm. originally. And then even Maurice Bejar, Killian, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, uh, you know, Bausch. I mean, there's just from every, you, you name it, I'm like influenced, but. So how would you, how would you describe your style? I don't know. Like I said, I, I get asked that a lot. And I said, yeah. I don't know what my style is. I'm doing all I, what I know. Yes. And that's what comes out. And I have no idea what my you style is. You have no idea. No, no, I love no. it. Um, I do like to talk about relationships when you were dancing together and the eye contact. I, working with African dance consultants from my ballet, like Lombarena, which was cutting edge back then, uh, 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 creating work um, with an African dance company bringing them into a ballet company and fusing African and, and ballet, they influenced my, my, mm-hmm. my style ever since then, even uh, in, in the, the cultural uh, dancing with your eyes. We rarely go, your eyes look here, your eyes look down, up, whatever. It's, that's choreographed. Mm-hmm. I do that now, where you look, what you're thinking about and stuff. And so that influenced me. I'm influenced by ballroom dancing. If I do anything, they bring that in. I bring in collaborators. Yeah. I bring in dramaturges before anyone else would even think of what they are. And that's what I love when you say, I, I have no idea, because it really, there's no box, there's no label, there's no, no it's really, no. you can go anywhere, no boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. So it's... Um, if something inspired you recently, that's it. I'm, and then I'm I going ask for with help. It. Yeah. You know, I'm like... And I'm, true collaboration. I'm pretending I know what I'm doing, and that then we create something different, and I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Even this title, Everything But the Kitchen Sink. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that fitting. was crazy. I was in uh, with Smew and Ballet in San Francisco Ballet creating this. And I was just having the best time throwing anything out. One of the dancers says, I love, I w- always wanted to cry on stage. So I did all this men crying. Oh. So it just, everything, they were part of the collaborators. And I remember. Are they happy crying or sad crying? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I find it hysterically funny. Um, <laughs> But I just remember I'm just throwing everything out there, loving the music, loving the dancers, the collaborating. We had the best time. I, I didn't have a title yet, and I turned to the ballet mistress, who was my assistant, 
it's me and Bella. And I went, wow, I'm throwing everything at them but the kitchen sink. And we both went, <gasps> and then Vivaldi, then I had friends that, you know, Italian just to find out how it sounds in Italian. Yes. And it just sort of evolved. I didn't go into going, I'm going to choreograph everything but the kitchen sink. Yes. It just sort of fell into place. And that was my question. I was like, Do you, maybe he speaks Italian. Do you speak Italian? No, I was brought up in an entirely Italian family, entirely Italian neighborhood. I'm in the generation where no one wanted to be different. Everyone spoke Italian to our neighborhood, but they didn't teach your children. I understand it sometimes. But in the 50s, you wanted to conform. Mm -hmm. It's different now. If you're in school, if you're different, you know, you know, but now you want to speak different languages. You want to yes, share your culture. Diversity, to, yeah. So it's a whole different generation. Mm -hmm. But I wish I did. Went to Italy and I picked up it a lot when you know, touring with San Francisco Valley and stuff. And I started picking up and hearing it. So there's, there's something to that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you've been with us here um, working with our main company yes. uh, for about a week now. Yes. Or a week. Um, and some Zooms. And some Zooms. Yeah. And how's that been? It's been great. And my assistant, Mikey Mignoso, who's, mm -hmm. who stages a lot of my work, uh, gets it. And she knows. And she's so thorough. She's amazing. I she has all the work. I just come in and have the good time of like, yes, no, try that. Yes. That. So I have, I have the easy job. She's got job. it all laid out for you. I have the easy you. job. Yeah. yeah. The, working with Nashville Ballet, um, how is it working with, with our company? Well, it's, it's a great company to work with because everyone is so generous. They'll try anything. There's no like, no attitude. No, I can't do that. It, it, it's impossible. It's just... It's amazing. Um, it's a great group to work with. It's one of my favorite companies in the world to work with. To be how, how did you cast via Zoom? Um, well, I knew a lot of um, the dancers from uh, the lottery. Okay, yes. A lot of new ones. And then I think we watched class, which makes it difficult now because everyone's wearing a mask. True. And then, you know, always Zoom isn't always the best quality, but I, you know, and I trust Mikey. Mikey knows my taste, so we kind of discuss things in advance and then you find out who's in the other ballets, are they overworked or this or uh -huh. that? So you have to take that in consideration. And you still, even having been here a week, haven't seen anyone's true, like full face yet. No, not at all. <laughs> some of the dancers I know would come up to me and they go, their name and go, oh my God, I didn't know it was you. <laughs> it's like, so even in coming up into rehearsals when we finally do, because the, the ballet will be performed right. without masks. Right. So that's when we'll get to see those expressions. I know, and I know. <laughs> Yeah. I keep asking. Then you'll, then you'll know if you I cast know. right. <laughs> I know. I keep asking them, are you guys smiling at me or frowning at me? I can't right. tell. <laughs> oh, they're a fun bunch. They do. They they are um, very supportive of each other and yep. no, excited. It, it, it's, it's great to see that. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case in many companies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you have coming up next? Mikey told us a little bit. But yeah, it's, uh, it's now the time of... Uh, putting back all those ballets that were postponed. Mm. So rescheduling and doing all of that. And, you know, I, uh, created a Jekyll and Hyde with Finnish National Ballet that was performed during the pandemic. It was Finland at the time was more open and it was probably one of the first only ballets being created a full length in the entire world. Mm -hmm. So that was amazing. And that, that is going to be redone in 2023 there, but four or five other companies are vying for it here. So I'm trying to schedule that back in because they were always scheduled, but everything got backed up. Um, I saw just, some photos yeah, from that. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's great. And a lot of new works that I created or revivals that I created that were actually staged and ready to go on never went on. 
So everything's backed up. So I'm really yeah. trying to get that together and trying to like push my new stuff too. But you know, mm-hmm. right now you've got to get those, all that in. You know, my lady, the camellias uh, being performed to other companies. That was your um, first, right? That was my first full length. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like almost 27 years old and it's still being performed. Wow. Uh, just was done in Hong Kong and Finland and that's, wow. Can be in Oklahoma City Ballet in the fall, and so another company. So it's it's, it's great. So mm-hmm. it's really just getting everything reorganized, and that takes a lot of work, you know, because we're still not over this. It's still like written in pencil some of these mm-hmm. things. So, but it's also just really checking because there's a master a lot of new works a lot. So I'm always looking for new literature, new articles, and there's a piece called "What's Going On for Richmond Ballet" that's just really timely right now. It's Music by Marvin Gaye, Creed's mm. Clearwater Revival, uh, Melanie to, you know, it's uh, uh, Cohen to Bob Dylan. I got all these rights, and it really is um, a work uh, going with the music where pro- pro- protest songs of the time, the headlines of the time, mm. with the environment, uh, gay rights to uh, women's rights, black rights to yes. everything. What was written like at the time it was written and the headlines now, and it's like, nothing uh, has changed. Sometimes right. it's worse. And it's quite revealing because we're going to do some of the headlines and, and compare it. And it's, uh, I'm excited about that. That is exciting. We're going to look get the for rights these. to all that. Bob Dylan, yes, you can have it. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, you can have the music. It was, Gay, I was like, yeah. I thought it would be a fight to get the rights to all these songs. But it was really, they were really open. Especially the Bob Dylan estate. Is that the kind of thing I want? This is amazing. Yeah. I feel like everyone is open now because they really just want to keep keep these artists alive. Yeah, yeah. And that's the way to introduce yeah. new audiences to them is you got to put it out there. So that's a big na- major new work that's going to go on in May. And yeah, Keep uh, us I'm posted on that. I'm oh, excited yeah. just oh, yeah. from the from yeah. the music, the artists yeah, yeah. that you've oh, mentioned. it's great. Yeah. It's great. yeah. What about costumes? Oh, yeah. The, the, the costumes are by one of my... Constant uh, collaborator, Sandra Woodall, who's created so many of my iconic works for San Francisco Ballet and all over the world. So mm-hmm. this is what this is one of her ballets as well, which she also designed uh, the lottery. Okay. Okay. Nice. Do you have, uh, is your team a lot of from San Francisco it's or from, you have your own team? Yeah. I, I feel like probably nine or 10 people that actually, stage my works from all the world. And it's not necessarily from San Francisco because a lot of my works are created outside of San Francisco. So you've got about nine or 10 stagers. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Even more. I mean, it's just a lot that I can go to and cause a lot of times it's scheduling. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the one I think is more qualified for that ballet. And sometimes those people aren't, they're doing something else mm-hmm. or they're staging someone else's works or mm-hmm. someone, one of my works. So that's the puzzle as well to figure that out. And yeah, it's, it's, it, but it's great. I have so many people that know my work and mm-hmm. can do it and I can not be here and be somewhere else. Cause I'm rehearsing the father and Don Q in San Francisco ballet. So that's why I have to go back next. And that's why I can't be here. Right. Cause I'm um, booked for that. Gotta prepare. So I, I got to prepare. And I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About how many, places uh states countries do you think you travel in a year oh i have no idea oh is it that much it's a lot oh it's just in these and days you, yeah it just time seems to run together especially now if you know covid yeah you go well has it been two and a half years three years what was i doing back then 
it's just bizarre. Even when waking up in the morning, I go, what day is this? What week is this? Yes. It's strange right now. Yes. So I call it like COVID year. Felt like three years. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. So it's thrown off my, uh, that, that aspect of my brain and yep. how many places I've gone to or how many ballets have I done or where yeah. I'm going, what have I done? It's like, so I have to like really concentrate. Yes. Same. Same. Yeah. I'm, I don't know what day it is. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. With all that you have going on and you're still performing, yeah. tell me what what do you still what do you enjoy still about performing? Well, I have to be honest, I don't like the process anymore. It's just it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's uh but once I'm on stage, it's fine. Yeah. I just go for it, you know. But the process, you get to a point where oh Let's get on with this. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, because I've been and, doing it for so long, it's just like, all right. I mean, and that's the thing with dance and any performing, like you spend so many hours, but yeah, the part you yeah, love yeah. is like an hour. So being out yeah, there, so two hours. That's part of it. It's the preparation, even in putting on the makeup. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, why am I still doing this? And I get on stage and I go, this is great. But it's <laughs> when you're all on stage. the other stuff. I go, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're excited to see you still out there and still doing your thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Pumping out sounds like a lot of new work. Staying fresh. Yeah, ain't going away. Thank you for joining us for this latest installment of Nashville Ballet's podcast series, Inside the Ballet. To learn more about our performances, virtual season releases, community engagement initiative, and more, visit NashvilleBallet.com.